Welcome to the Traffic Masters Show. Each week, Traffic Masters explores the lifeblood of your business, generating traffic, turning visitors into leads, and conversion strategies. Mastering traffic and conversion allows you to grow a business you love and live the life of your dreams. Welcome to the show. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Traffic Masters here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Graves, the dean and founder of Directions University and the co-founder of Divisio, the all-new affiliate network for people in all niches. We have got a fantastic show lined up for you guys today. We have my co-host and partner in crime, Jack Humphrey, the associate dean at Directions University and the co-founder of Divisio. Hello, Jack. Hello. Hello Just from as rainy I start Indiana. Oh, rainy, you should be here. Press it's one. gorgeous. To listen again, press 2. <laughs> to cancel your message, press 4. To confirm, press pound. Well, that's kind of strange. I'm getting a, some recording. Did you to just record, hear that too, Jack? Press 1. To listen again, press 2. To cancel your message, press Are you four. hearing that too, To confirm, Jack? press pound. I press 3. <laughs> okay. Let's see if it did anything. Yeah, I think she'll shut up now. That's what she wanted. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Technology, man. Well, I don't see our guest here yet, but he should be here. I think we could well, announce go who he is in the meantime. Yep, we have today James Craddock, who is a story and content marketer. He has a unique uh, approach to uh, and on a, really an alternative to what most people think of as content marketing today. He's adept at integrating the power of story into any message, and he's able to forge thought models into technology using data-driven tools, sales, merchandising, marketing, service elements, entertainment concepts, and more, which then become massive leverage for any business model. Did I hear a James? You, no, you did. did. Morning, Jack. Hey, I thought I heard somebody back there in the back. Welcome. I'll let you get more to what it is that you do at 4dstory.com. But first, you have to answer the question everybody has to answer on Traffic Masters. What got you out of bed, excited to be alive, and doing what you do today? Oh, my. What got me out of bed? You know, I get up at like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning sometimes and work for two or three hours and go back to bed and get more sleep. And sometimes as you're chasing the dollar or chasing the dream, yeah, you, you feel like uh, the groundhog popping his head out every other day. And so it's good that you have that one thing to remind you of why you're climbing out of bed. Um, 40 Story has been something that's been with me uh, really my whole life as I look back, but um, as it has materialized over the last year into a business and into something tangible, the biggest thing that gets me out of bed is I see the rest of the world coming up around it. And I see where, you know, the, the years that I have spent chasing ideas and chasing people to learn from them and responding, if you will, to those things out of the ether and those things that, you know, we sometimes chalk up to as coincidences and following them and then learning and growing and, as somebody recently put, learning to listen. Um, I discovered that it's because I've been on a path, on a calling, if you will, to what this is now materializing into 
And as I watch the world awaken, as I watch uh, the, the, the superconscious of, of so many people start to come to the forefront, and, and I see people engaging themselves to say, wait a second, I'm pulling the blinders off. I can be the legend I want, I was born to be. There is more here for me. My blueprint is not set in stone. You know, it's set in stone. I can get to it. Um, it what, I, what I have before me is not necessarily everything. As I see different elements of unrest throughout the world and see that there are solutions coming into play through what I watch your work uh, put out there, and I watch other people's and the Earthwalk Council that uh, Gina is a part of, and I recognize that the story that I'm in, that I'm living, literally is starting to materialize right before me. My past, present, and future all makes up my destiny, and now... Every moment that I'm awake or asleep, what I'm doing, no matter what, is all attuned to that. And I think that's the most exciting opportunity that we all have before us. And I just so happen to have 40's story as the leverage I use to make that happen for me and make it a reality in my life. Well, first of all, you you win for why you get out of bed every morning. (laughs) What's that? You win. You win. Oh. <laughs> you win the uh, the prize. Uh, that was very well done. And uh, hey, everybody on Traffic Masters today, you 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 get to witness somebody who's live coming out live <laughs> at his nexus in his life. So wow, awesome. So tell us more about 4D Story and and what you do there. Well, 4D Story is content marketing. Uh, it, it's a high I'm trying to fish for a word here, and I'm I'm, I'm not getting. Well, while you're fishing it's, for the word, let me get, let me get clarification on the uh, on the URL. It's the number four, the letter D, and story four D story, as in like three D only four D story dot com for everybody who wants to go Correct. take a look. Go ahead, James. I know. Um, so I can't I can't say anything without beginning with my partner, who is Mr. Key Karnika. Um, is um, incredibly instrumental in this element because he runs and owns and has built Key Difference Media, um, keydifferencemedia.com. And he has 350 employees who on a daily basis are able to take clients' content, repurpose it, put it out across the Internet by repurposing it into 20 different assets and distributing it across 65 different channels to where he can take a single blog post or video or whatever you have and amplify it and create a dominant, omniscient kind of, of, of uh, net that he casts across the, the web. And the result is you dominate the first page, second page, third page of Google. Well, when I originally conceived 4D Story, it started off four years ago now in the writing of a book called Kinetic Avatars, the eight characters in your marketing message. And I was... I've always enjoyed writing, and I'm not a great fiction writer, but I enjoy the process, and I always, you know, had recognized that story had this structure to it. And when I started learning Internet marketing and kind of going down the same path all of us were going down uh, four years ago, suddenly the two converged in my mind. And I put together a quick recording, and I sent that out and had it transcribed, uh, it actually got transcribed in Australia and then retranscribed from that over with an editor here in the States. So it has an interesting uh, flavor to it. 
but it was all about mapping the marketing message to a story so that when I tell you the story without ever mentioning a marketing message per se, you would be influenced at that level. So that was an exciting time because I realized that there was such a powerful synergy between the two that you could literally just tell stories and that would get this marketing message across. But it was still a little bit loose and it wasn't able to be um, tightly defined um, in a, a web space. So one of the things that I've always been keen on is creative thinking and how we think creatively. But more importantly, how can you stop what you're doing create a moment so that you can be creative and then get back to what you're doing, pull that out of the ether and write it down and execute upon it without having to wait for the inspiration to hit you. And I ended up creating Eigestalt Creative Thinking Strategy, which was a strategy that basically brought me to an understanding that, um, that the sixth sense was a place where everything already lived. And then I just started learning through my process of listening that this was a well-documented of historical uh, phenomena, uh, if you want to call it that. Some people call it the sixth sense. Some people call it the ether. Some call it the acacia records. But it was all pretty much the same as Solomon's wisdom was when he said that there's nothing new under the sun. And I realized, okay, we're not really inventing so much in creating so much as we are discovering. And, and that brought me to an awareness of just this whole process that you can go through to put your mind in a certain place to actually connect with the ideas that are in the sixth sense because they're addressed just like a computer. There's a hexadecimal address for every, every idea and every notion that we ever have had or will have. So from that, I started to leverage that, and I got really good at being able to create these creative ideas to a point where sometimes it made me rather dysfunctional at 2 a.m., you can imagine. So from there I had to say, how am I going to be able to root this in something deeper because it's, it, it was pulling me in different directions even though it was powerful. And that's when I created, through an observation of light and the rainbow, I created the seven arenas of human experience. And so basically light slows down as it travels through uh, the visible spectrum. And I started thinking about all the different divisions of, man, uh, of our human experience and came up with physical, the senses, the, and thinking as light flows through these from the external. Physical senses, uh, emotional, conscious, subconscious, your creative, and then the infinite. And light actually slows down but never reaches zero as it passes through the infinite. Well, after playing with that for a year or two and pondering the uh, hard, uh, hard problem of consciousness, as many philosophers do, with re in, in light of that particular model, I started to get a real firm hold on it, put together like a 30-hour seminar on it and, and a bunch of other things, but it was like, nobody's going to listen to this. This is just, you know, I'd have to talk for 30 hours before I even get to the foundation of it, and how is it going to help them? So it was through a process of uh, a major move and uh, several other life changes that came my way that allowed me to find space for really thinking of how to make it happen, that I realized four-dimensional storytelling was a reality. I went and trademarked story-integrated marketing as a concept, but when I realized that you could just simply, instead of telling a story about a business or instead of just talking about story and kind of utilizing it from this arm's reach, I thought, why not just jump right in 
And instead of broadcasting a fictional story through a book or across a TV screen, why not use all the different social media channels, as I put it, the pixels on your screen, to present the picture, the, 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 the overall story and broadcast across all those channels so that somebody in their normal feeds could start getting this story and it would start unfolding in their mind. And if I could take these thought models and create an integration of the marketing message at the same time, well, now I would have a very powerful and influential story that would be coming across, and then we could leverage technology and integrate all the Internet marketing concepts in there and really be able to serve people in a proper way, right where they are, and knowing that everybody connected to the story isn't connected because I somehow got them on a list or or, or got myself in front of them 12 times or whatever the case, it's because they've connected with me on a resonant level, at a story level, and because all of my characters are crafted around the seven arenas of human experience, I know that each character that is being interacted with is truly resonant. So I took that idea and said that's still a little bit difficult. What if I can boil this down into just three questions and somebody could answer three questions and know what I call their fundamental frequency, their persona, their what it is that they project. Well, if I could do that for a person, I could do it for a character or vice versa. And what we ended up with is now we ask three questions, they fit into that seven arena model, and the, and the result of, of, of the answer to those three questions becomes our character's fundamental frequency. I mean, it gives him an unconscious blueprint of the person that created them. And the reason is because we answer these three questions with a color. And when you answer the three colors, we mix the colors, and I have tested this now upwards to 40 different people and have yet to fail to see that the color that they unconsciously mix to is a viable uh, uh, description of their persona. So what we end up with is a story that goes across the web that has the marketing message of a company or the theme integrated into it that is built into a character who is literally the unconscious persona of someone who has projected the highest vision of themselves into that character. And you end up with a story running across the web, infiltrating and talking to people and interacting with people in such a way that they are naturally magnetized towards it, naturally in tune to it. The one thing that we all try to do in a, in a good landing page or good copy gets done innately as a result. So now you have the freedom to tell the story, to adjust the story, to let people interact with the story, and then build everything on top of that so it becomes quite a powerful way to generate revenue, just the story itself. And content marketing as it is, you spend money on content marketing and hope for the returns through your funnel. This, you can actually monetize the content itself as well as get a return on your funnel. Wow. Man, you brought up a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot, a lot of stuff, a lot of images, a lot of points there. Um, <laughs> let me start by trying to bounce it back at you and see if I've got it. So you're talking about you know, people generally now are, uh, they're telling a story that's a really remedial kind of story, which is here's my business, here's what it does. And then they then they wake up the next day and they're like, wait, I gotta tell something else, or I gotta say the same thing on social and in my funnel and in my landing pages and my blog posts. I need something different. People immediately need something different to say, 
the second day they start marketing their business, right? Because <laughs> immediately people are going to be kind of pissed when they hear that you're just coming back out today. They followed you, and they're about to click unfollow because you're saying the same thing over and over. It's almost like what you're describing looking into a crystal ball where maybe one day we tell a story about this era in human history where we used to sell each other things by just constantly repeating what we have to sell over and over and over as a one-dimensional flat world kind of history where we have evolved then into something where nobody can tell who's marketing anything because everybody's a storyteller. Everybody's telling stories to get across uh, a really powerful message or to help transform people right there and on the spot and out of maybe a sense of reciprocity or just wanting to go further, they click some links and they end up buying something from you. I wonder I wonder if that's the kind of future you're you're looking at here and that you're helping to develop with forty stories. First of all, Jack, I, I love how you can unpack an idea. I followed you and listened to other programs and and bring so much to it at the same time make it so simple and easy to uh, on the bottom shelf as we uh, call it that's perfect that's exactly it um here's the coolest thing about a four-dimensional story first of all it's not a linear story um typically when people uh talk about 4d they're talking about the element of time being removed from the three-dimensional equation and that opens up all kinds of possibilities so in an essence 40 stories do have the element of time taken out of them because you're getting the story from multiple perspectives. You may not be getting all the story um, from uh, the one perspective you're at, meaning you could go and dig through a couple different social media channels and get additional perspectives, and now that starts to build the story for you. Um, we also take advantage of the imagination in this process because these are created with micro scenes. So the story just kind of, it builds up in your mind differently than it builds up in my mind, but we allow so much space for it and the ability then to get back on social media and interact with the actual characters, uh, which we call architects of the characters or to give feedback to the writer um, to where the writer could be influenced by your decision. And so now the story breathes. Well, what we've discovered, because we put this human element into it in a way that can be digitized and, and used out there, we've discovered that magical things happen around a 40-story and its characters, meaning you have coincidences in your life that many of us will say those aren't coincidences. And those of us who study marketing and or psychology or any of the aspects of of, of the unseen part of life that tends to drive us towards success or failure, we recognize that these elements, deja vu, whatever the case may be, exist, and all I've done is reverse engineer the ability to kind of manage that and create that. I like to say that we've created a platform to mobilize the law of reciprocity and other natural or spiritual laws that get built into this. So I see 40 story down the line. You can take all the technology you want. I get my 10-year-old on this. He starts talking about virtual headsets and 3D printing and holograms and kind of, you know, spooks you out a little bit. Like you're going to have your 40 <laughs> character just standing right in front of you, you know, interacting with you, and you're now in this real-time space. And Karnik has brought up the idea of a live-work place where you literally um, not only live, work, and socialize in your community, but everybody collectively is living in a, a fictional story. 
So you could take that aspect of it and run with it as far as you can. But I think what's going to happen is the result of all this is we're going to see a more intuitive power rise out of the ability to do marketing. And no longer will you be trying to shove marketing messages down people's throats, so to speak. In fact, when I first started this, I was claiming I would end advertising uh, for good. But rather, we will all be putting our hands around a collective idea, a story, and we will be massaging it to gain the most out of it that serves all of us. And I have some colleagues around me that when they start speaking of this in their terms, they're able to really put some powerful language behind it that makes me realize that a story exists in a family, in a business, in the dynamics of every aspect of our life, every entity, every animal, every piece of furniture. If it's energy, it's got a story to it. And so a sporty story is really shaping into a way to manage culminating energy and then monetizing it or doing with it whatever it is that you feel feel the need to do, if that answers your question. It does. I, I keep thinking of uh, as you're as you're talking about this examples that we might be able to give people. One is, uh, although this is a layer on top of that, this isn't what exactly the, com- the the complete part of what you're talking about. But like when people serialize books or stories into different books on on Kindle, it was a a way that was um, I can't remember who popularized it. If, several years ago, but you would come out with pieces of a story in separate books on Kindle, or you would come out with a series, uh, and people would get really wrapped up in it, wondering what's next, get really into it. And its only purpose was to sell itself. The story was there to sell itself. With what you're talking about, the story is there, it needs to sell itself only in as much as it needs to keep the attention and engagement that it garners from the reader and it's to sell uh, solutions and ideas and things outside of that story or as part of the story, but eventually you're going to click and buy something. Uh, is, that a fair, is that a fair example? Brilliant, Jack. I mean, they've been doing the movies forever, right? They, they put a T-shirt on a... Uh, on Tom Cruise, and they sell a bunch of T-shirts or other product placement, you know, things. You can do that with a 40 story. You can take a 40 story and you can sponsor it. Have somebody sponsor it. Um, we for every 40 story, you create a web page uh, for the story itself. So it has its own home page, its own landing page. You can put whatever you want on it to monetize it, right? But then, in addition to all of that, it takes each character can have its own footprint. And they would have their own um, web page. They'd have their own Twitter account, their own Facebook account, um, and, and just, just a handful, just like a, a, an individual would. And then we have what are called architects, which, are, which could be – you could have the face of a 4D character, like a real actor or, act, or a real model of some sort, male or female model, who would represent that character in all the content that you create. And then you could have somebody else who's very good on social media and has personality and, and, and knows how to stay in character – on the other side of the world, that would actually be the puppeteer, puppet master, we call it the architect of that character. So that when you read, you get a piece of content and you see that Johnny fell into the ocean, out, you know, fell out of the boat into the ocean, you can reach out to Johnny's Twitter page and be like, Johnny, you okay? And Johnny has to understand where he's at in the story 
And maybe Johnny answers a few hours later and starts to add to the story. Um, I know that when um, when the uh, terror attacks happened um, here recently uh, in, in Europe, the um, I, my character was a high-end real estate uh, uh, gal, and she was always traveling all over the world. And I just put out there, hey, I wonder if I should change my plan. And suddenly everybody started responding and giving their input. And you do, you look at it wondering, do they recognize that I'm a character in a story? Because not always does maybe somebody get that. But the interaction is real. Nobody, nobody stops and says, oh, you're a character, I'm not going to talk to you. They interact as if it's real. So now a networking and community building component came in, and it started adding different people to the story. Uh, reaching out to a high-rise in Canada, that's a multi-million dollar project, the kind of thing I could never get into. And in one tweet, mentioning that my character was going to go buy four stories at $2.4 billion of this undeveloped project, got the attention of them, and they retweeted me. And I thought, well, oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, do they think that somebody's actually coming down next week to buy $2.4 billion worth of investment property? <laughs> But it shows the power of the – we're all about the interrupt. You know, marketing is all you, – you, you've got to have that interrupt. Then you, then, then you engage them. Then you educate them, and then you put the offer out there. This gives natural interrupt. This, this creates natural tendencies for people to of like mind to associate. Now, what's cool, though, is this isn't Hollywood – this isn't one studio putting out all the 40 stories, though – as we move this into the next stage, we are the primary studio and having uh, Key Difference Media able to produce this at the level that they can, we can drip this thing out um, on a regular basis every day, multiple times. We can do all the analytics. We can adjust. But the ultimate platform is an open source kind of thing where anybody can show up into the platform and start cooperating with other people, and look for studios to build. And really, a studio is made up of a digital designer, a storyteller, um, which is typically the writer, and an Internet marketer. If you have those three people, and it really takes three people, one person could do it, but it's, it's quite a bit. They'd have to have all those three skills. But those three people could create a 40 story on the platform and start monetizing it as soon as they have all the pieces in place. And so it now becomes an opportunity for characters to gain just as much fame, faster even, than a superstar, a real actor. Because once you get a story launch, you can start pulling all the Internet marketing levers of driving traffic and getting attention around your story. And there's a viral component to them as well that every single scene that goes out is subjective to, to where a single scene could just boom, blow up and go all over the place, depending on how you create it. And all the scenes are done at, with a beginning emotion, an ending emotion, and a transitional emotion so that you know exactly the targeted emotion that that particular scene will be addressing inside the structure of a much larger emotional uh, stratosphere of what the story itself is all about. I uh, I recall times where I've stumbled upon a story, and a story is nothing more than a timeline of something that's happening, something people are talking about, something that's developing, and I've gotten into the middle of it. I'd be on a certain social account, 
doesn't matter which one, I'd see a status update that looked intriguing. It looked like the middle of a story or a story in motion, something that's already, and it had a beginning that I missed. And I don't know how many people have done this, but I sure have a bunch of times. I think a lot of people have. I started to track down the story. I started to track it. I'm a tracker by trade. And I wanted to know, what the heck did I just stumble in the middle of? These guys, you know, I like the person who's talking about this. Of course, I'm following them. I respect their opinion, and I respect the way that they spend their time. And that, that, that person wouldn't be spending this time on this kind of thing if it wasn't probably pretty interesting. So let me go track down. And I would look at the links uh, that might be in the uh, uh, status update. I would look at it for any clues where I could start at the beginning of this story or start to try to backtrack and figure out where this came from. I feel like a lot of people do that. I don't know if that's true or not. It just seems like how could somebody who who found a nugget of something really interesting just leave it there and not seek to understand if they're very interested in it, if they thought it was really cool what they heard or saw or whatever, that that they would want to track it down and find the beginning of this thing. Is that some some kind of an element of curiosity that you're working from here? You know that's a that is that that's the, the natural curiosity of man. What's the mother of invention, right? It's, it's that curiosity and and the and necessity. And um, interesting, you would bring this up because this leads us into the vortex model that you all uh, project. And thanks to Gina, I fully understand and have integrated it into the foundation of a 40 story. So when it comes to monetizing a 40 story you are monetizing it with the vortex model and you're giving power to the story that is exponential plus you got the 40 story which has its own exponential power model to it and it's all intended to drive and feed on the curiosity of people so if somebody catches this story midstream they're going to be uh, they're going to find their way back to the main story site. And the best way to project one of these stories is to put the plot line in a very simple form on the website as a blog post. So if they catch you a year into the story, they can go to the blog and discover page one. And these are simple plot scenes. These aren't ten pages of reading. This is you know one, one or two screens, and you've got the idea of the scene. And when you produce it, you're producing that scene on Monday morning, let's say, broadcasting it, and then you're starting to embellish that scene from the different characters' perspectives, maybe adding dimension to what they know about the character, the setting. If they're in a new place, you have all that opportunity. I mean, and, and from week to week, you're creating stepping stones with the plot, and then you're embellishing it throughout the week to add dimensionality to it. So if somebody does nothing more than get your blog uh, feed, then they are able to follow the story and get a gist of what's going on. And at any time that they desire to just, uh, I think I'll start hunting around. I'll start looking on different uh, social sites. And, you know, the 40 story, the beauty of it is it's dynamic. You can start dropping hints at different places and directing people to different, you know, social sites. Or maybe you decide to tell a part of the story on one of your sponsor's web pages. So you're like, hey, we hit a nugget over here, and they're able to go to that sponsor's webpage and go, oh, all right. So that's why Jill did this, you know. She she needed a pail or whatever the story is. And uh, so, so all of those kind of dynamics start to flow in, and now each four-dimensional studio 
has its own flavor. You could take the same story, you could take the Wizard of Oz and give it to, you know, 20 different groups or teams, and they're all going to have a different approach on how they market it, how they tell the story, you know, what perspectives they're going after, what they're going to highlight, whatever the case may be. So it's kind of cool to be able to mix it up like that. And every single person that brings something to the table has a fresh perspective, and I learned something new. I mean, you've already opened up new ways to to leverage it and, and just the way you digested it. So that's the dynamic, exciting part of them. All right, so it's time for Devil's Advocate segment of the show. Uh, I'm going to bring in the Devil's Advocate and uh, and ask you a couple of questions. One would be, uh, I, Gina and I work with people who are small business owners. They're DIY shops. They're um, juggling a lot more than they would like to uh, in the future after they've had some success and they can you know, hire virtual assistants and, and things like that. Right now, they're juggling an awful lot. Right now, they live in a world where they're being told 99.9% of the time, you've got to do content marketing a very certain way. And we're they're already scared to death about that. Just getting some of these guys in the beginning to feel confident enough to sit down and write one blog post is a monumental task sometimes. When It depends on how much of a resistance people have to that what they think of themselves as a writer or not, and most people don't think of themselves as writers at all. And then they, and because of that, they have a preconceived notion of perfection, that it has to be Henry David Thoreau or, or nothing, right? And it has to be, you know, Pulitzer Prize-winning uh, kinds of writing rather than what we're really asking them to do. So getting people over that hump, just that one thing, just writing a blog post or, or one step beyond that, writing a series, is sometimes a really, most times actually, a really, really hard thing to do. Now what you're talking about, I'm, I'm listening with my, uh, with our viewers or our listeners' ears, and I'm, I'm wondering how many of them are thinking, holy crap, this sounds like a lot of work. And I've got a Facebook advertising campaign I've got to manage. I've got clients that I have to perform for. I've got web pages that need to be updated and all this other stuff. And while this sounds like a lot of fun, I don't, or maybe for some of them, they're thinking it doesn't sound like fun at all because they're thinking about how much work it is. How would you deal with that, with this, with this, uh, with with 40 story and and uh, and integrating that into somebody's life that's already got momentum in it toward things that they're doing already to market their business, regardless of whether it's very successful or not. People have momentum. They've worked really hard to this point to understand the kind of marketing that they're doing now. So what we're talking about with getting people to focus on 4D story or any different kind of marketing than they're doing is talking about ripping them away from this thing that they're holding pretty dearly just because of the time invested and not even including the amount of passion that they have for it. Like they really might be loving what they're doing right now. How do you explain um, talking about this to someone who's in that situation? Awesome. Excellent question for the devil. Um, <laughs> let me begin by saying a couple of things. First of all, I want to be the guy that creates the bridge for those people. I'd rather serve those people than the large corporations. Of course, we have to chase the dollar and do what we need to do to fund our adventures. But when it comes down to it, I'm a solo entrepreneur at heart. That's who I want to give power to. Um 
also uh, one of the elements of, of all this or the motivations was to give power to the writer because a, a 40 story now shifts power over to the writer as opposed to maybe the actor or the producer of a movie or whatever the case may be. So I've thought long and hard about a lot of this. Um, you've probably heard of Harry Potter, and you might have heard of Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Um, I, I have a 7-year-old and a 10-year-old. My 10-year-old, he reads voraciously. My 7-year-old, she's stumbled for a while on her desire to read, though she was coming along fine, until she picked up the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series from her brother, and now she'll sit and read for 40 minutes at a time. Nobody has to compel her. There, there is something about of a small business or a big business that once they they know the theme, it's part of the reason we have them cast their their highest vision into a 4D character. Because once we get them talking about that, there's a whole new brand of energy available that we can leverage. It, it's passion and it's real and it's focused, and our system is purposely designed to take advantage of that. So first of all, if you go to register.4dstory.com you're able to register for our uh, membership site, which we just recently started putting stuff together so that you could start kind of studying and getting a better idea of 40 Story and the marketing and business principles and other aspects uh, that, that surround it. But you can actually go in there and go through a process and get access. Uh, I, I have an entire uh, system built on Podio, and you can get access to the tools and even to some degree myself to be able to start putting together your own 40 story. You can upload your characters, and the more people come in and start working with it, the more videos I'll put out there, and we'll make it so that you can, for a very simple uh, membership type of fee, have access to the resources that will teach you how to do your own 40 story. The other element is, you know, from the content marketing piece, what we do with Key Difference Media is very unique. Nobody does this. Nobody has the ability to create such clean, organic content like we do at such a, a, a broad, in such a broad spectrum out of just one piece of content. So it empowers your those who are listening to the show, the, the solopreneur, to just put out one good piece of content and then know that it's going to get amplified. And a 40-story kind of follows that same logic, so you don't have to be overly aggressive with your storytelling. And we tell everything in very small themes because we can unpack them and turn them into such large distributable pieces of content so that even a hack, which I am, can write the story once they've laid it out. And our process helps you lay it out. We use Larry Brooks's Story Engineering. That's a book that Larry Brooks just put out this year, Perfect Timing. It's the best rubric I've found for taking someone who knows nothing about story and being able to completely put a story together that would literally sell as a novel. That is his whole agenda. Storyfix.com is his website. He's an amazing uh, teacher of fictional storytelling. So we use that to undergird our story process. We created a way for people to literally come in, get influenced, get exposed, and start building their own 40 story and learn the principles that allow them to build the characters, build the story, etc. That being said, because we're content marketers who do this and we have such precision on our process, we know the dollar amounts that it takes to pour into what we consider the best content marketing process on the face of the earth 
with all the power and manual processing that we do to make every single piece of content fit the social media platforms and for Google to love us because we're light on their system, we're formatted to make them look good, it's the way they want it, et cetera, which is stuff all of us have problems doing. And we know that if you're spending $500 a month to repurpose four assets in uh, across 20 different um, pieces, which is 80 assets, and broadcasting them across uh, 50 different channels, creating roughly 4,000 backlinks to your funnel that are all branded with a link, we know that that's just barely enough by itself to create in the sea of noise on the Internet. That's just barely enough to start moving the dial. It actually becomes more of a, at that level, it becomes a relevancy issue. You've got to kick it up to about 1250 bucks a month, get yourself into a position uh, of more backlinks and higher uh, concentration of keywords and other elements to really start driving the traffic. And we're very conscious of this as we work with clients. We want them to understand their regular content marketing takes three to six months to happen, etc. You kick it up into four to $5,000 a month and have a decent back end, and now you've got a super engine. I mean, literally, you can count the dollars in and count the dollars out and, and really leverage it uh, to a great degree. Now, not that a $1,250 campaign won't work because there are strategies that you can do to add to it. You can add retargeting. You can add other direct ads, etc. But the fact of the matter remains, content marketing takes time. It takes some investment and some consistency. So that's overwhelming to a lot of the small entrepreneurs. So you say, well, how does a 40-story then layer on top of that? Because we consider a 40-story a premium product because for us to completely construct it ourselves for a client, it is a premium act. But as a team, here's where it matters. You can leverage your people. You can leverage your relationships. You can leverage the talent pool that is within your community or you know your family or whatever the case may be to circumvent some of those costs. So now three of you get together for free on our site. You lay out the program, and now you say, okay, I know what my budget looks like, and I know how much I can spend per month to have somebody else repurpose this story and get it out there. And let's say it's at that lower $500 a month level. Well, what happens with the 40 story is once it gets out on the web, you can start driving people to it individually and interacting with them, like I said, as an architect, and you can start monetizing the story itself with sponsorships, selling hats and T-shirts with the characters on them, uh, uh, doing ad placement, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So a small business could take the exact same components that they currently use to make a funnel and to create content and put it out there except change it into a story Go through the process of creating the characters and aligning the theme with the story, which we, we have all that created. And now when you spend your money, you're amplifying your message through this process, and you're able to go out and start connecting with people. Kind of like I used to have an online magazine. I'd say, hey, I'm going to put you on the cover of my magazine. Well, you do that a couple of times. You get somebody's attention really quick. You put them in a story, and all of a sudden start driving traffic to their uh, particular um, well, when you start driving traffic to their particular funnel for them, all of a sudden they're like, where's all this new traffic coming from? It's got so many different ways to leverage it that a little bit of cooperation, a little bit of 
seed money to get the thing going and a little bit of effort goes an exponentially longer way than passive content marketing would, if you want to call it that. Well, one of the things I like about what you say on 40 Story is, um, first of all, you just named off, you just did about five or six leverage tactics that are in my uh, my and Gina's upcoming book, The Leverage Black Book. <laughs> so awesome. good job. I'm going to go ahead and dub the a leveragist right now. So you, you walk away today with a title. Nice, uh, thank but you. One of, the, one of the things that occurs to me is that one of the things I say in my book is that, you know, that article that you're getting right, ready to write on your blog today was written about 50,000 times before today. It's already been out there. If you're teaching people something about human nature, it's already been written. If you're trying to teach people about something, you're trying to do a metaphor or something for uh, business success or life success or whatever, it's been written about 20,000 times before. You are not actually saying anything new. And that's the problem with content marketing as it stands on the web today. There are people, there's, you know, in every niche that's worth being in in the first place, there's at least 100 really serious content marketers. Very, sure. very serious. And the way that they are serious about what they're doing is they'll, you know, put themselves in the hospital and couples counseling and everything else to work 24-7 on their thing. They don't have a continuous story. They just keep coming up with six ways of doing social media like this, five ways of improving your relationship, 16 ways you can save money on this. And they keep coming out with the same stuff with a different number for the list on the same topics all the time, trying to get in search, uh, which is really difficult because Google knows who all the players on the web are. And they already know how many times your idea has been written about. And they're wanting to pick the very best one. The best one is never going to be the guy who talks about it today. The best one is going to be the guy who is very, very established and has a lot of people have already talked about that article that he wrote and has linked to it over time and done all this stuff. That's the guy who's going to be in search. So you're not going to get in search. And every day you come up with different ideas not to tell a contiguous story but to tell uh, people how to do things, and people call that content marketing. And it's very hard because right when you're done writing it, you have to go out to social and support it. And you can't just get people to like it on Facebook. You have to get them to click the link and come through and read it. Ninety percent of the likes on Facebook are from people who never click the link to go and actually expose themselves to the content firsthand. So you get this false sense of success and, man, I'm really killing it, except you're not. You're not making any sales. You're not getting the, the crucial bottom line taken care of. And what it seems to me that what you're talking about with 40 Story is, is coming up with something that is contiguous, that, that one piece of content touches the other, touches and leads to the other, and, and you know, it, it makes people want to follow something. When you put up your 16 ways to have a better relationship today, and then tomorrow you're going to put up, you know, something about cooking, and and uh, and you know it's tied to relationships because you're a relationship expert or whatever, but it's not tied to the story from the day before. You've just got people. You're creating a brand new marketing campaign every time you make a blog post. Every single time you make a new post in that scenario. You're creating a whole new campaign, a piece of content that needs a whole new campaign run around it to get it traction, to make it go anywhere 
so that you can start getting some residual traffic for that in search and, and other places. Otherwise, it just sits there. You've created a piece of content that will go out one round around social media, and whoever's paying attention at that moment will go and see it, and those will be the last results you get for that piece of content, and you're off and running to the next one that's kind of disjointed, not really connected, and you're talking about something that's completely the flip of that, right? You're talking about the difference between 50 ways to make love and 50 shades of gray. Yeah. No, I have no context because <laughs> I've never seen either one. But you're absolutely right. You know, um, how many, I mean, we all have friends that, you know, you can count on one hand why you like them or what they're all about. I mean, none of us are all that complex. However, you get such a rich experience by being close to that person. And the reason that is is because their colors mix to a very certain persona that connects with you. You know, the biggest dating gurus out there, they teach their dating principles, and it all boils down to one thing. It boils down to a woman who knows herself and a man who knows himself and are of, the, uh, of an attractive chemistry, which in my interpretation is of a like chemistry of color, because I boil it down to color, that they can do anything to each other. They can, you know, the guy can be rude to her and she still wants to give her his number or her number and the girl can, you know, string him out and he still chases after her. Why? Because we are naturally connected at a very unconscious level and the only way I've ever found is through this color process to connect this. But once that happens, not only is it a contiguous story like a soap opera just never ends, it's contiguous at an unconscious level, purposely designed so that when people that collect around it are collecting, they are actually supposed to be together, and it will repel those that won't want to watch it. You know, I don't watch horror movies. I, have a, I mean, it literally... Oh, go ahead. I, I just wanted to throw in a perfect example, I think, that maybe most people have, exposed, have been exposed to, and let's just use Facebook. You go on Facebook as, with your business hat on, and you're doing all the things you were told to do. You're going to do a status update with a really neat picture with only 20% text. You're going to get all the numbers right, everything. The status update is going to be designed very specifically for engagement. The, and then you're going to boost or, put, or turn that thing into an ad. And then you go out and it's okay. I mean, you're paying money, so you should expect something, right? But it's not what you thought it would be. It's certainly not what you learned in the course was supposed to happen to that piece of content. It was supposed to get the results that the author got with their example, which is what you went by to put that together. Now, juxtapose that with just coming onto Facebook on your own personal timeline and updating everybody with no picture, no science, no marketing science or anything. You just, you just puke right out in your sub, uh, status update um, something that's happening in your life. And you get 10,000 times the engagement with no picture, with all of the things being wrong with what the marketing experts told you you should do to get engagement. And why is that? It's because of what you just talked about. The reason that does so well, I put up one time that I had quit smoking, and, uh, you know, or, or no, it had been a year since I quit smoking. It was a simple text-only status update. It was one line long, and I got 60 people that I didn't even know. I mean, people that don't respond to anything that I do from, you know, I just wrote my book or I, you know, come come check out this really neat event or any of that stuff. People who never, ever, ever respond to anything that I do in that area 
We're responding to this with pats on the back. Congratulations. Good job. That's engagement. And it's engagement because why? Because we have a story that's contiguous. They follow me. Even though they hadn't said anything on most of my other stuff, they follow and they prove that they follow. And then we have a deeper connection over the, the timeline of my personal story and, more importantly, our personal story together, how long they've been following me, how long they've been my sister or mother or friend or associate or business partner. Or, you know, we have that story together. And that, that probably summarizes pretty close to what you're talking about here, the difference between going out there and telling not really a story at all, just trying to get engagement, trying to interrupt people's lives, in a way that doesn't seem like it's interrupting, to get them to click on a link to get them to take an action you want them to take, as opposed to taking part in the story, which people are really, really keen to do, like in really huge numbers. So what, what I think 4D story represents to me, in my understanding of it so far, is the ability to get the, the, the latter instead of the former result, where you could just put up a text update and people are listening and wanting to respond because of the story that they're involved in overall. The whole story is what made people congratulate me for stopping smoking uh, up to that point for a year. Is that an accurate depiction? I got the biggest grin on my face, Jack. You're awesome. Yes, absolutely <laughs> it is. Um, so to throw a little history on it, 25 years ago I'm walking through a uh, casino in Vegas, and I stop with my Palm Pilot in hand, and I write down Leit Motif, which is the uh, – uh, mo- a motif is the uh, theme at the beginning of a classical piece. And that theme mm-hmm. gets repurposed throughout the piece, and it gets changed around, but the theme is always there. And it was my first inception that you could take a theme, figure it out, boil it down, and then you could play it over and over from different perspectives within a company because I hated corporate training. So I thought this would be a great way to do corporate training. And this w- and then you could basically turn it into a story, and then at the end of the year, all the executives could act out the final act scene of the thing. So that kind of thought started there. Well, if you take the entire world, all 7 billion of us and counting, and you were to map their story, you would discover there is a contiguous story that has different lines of intersection. And so through the three-color process and the, and the character process and the way we created on – somebody could just go out and start doing what I'm saying. In fact, uh, Gina was referring to uh, someone in your group who actually has a, an avatar or a moniker kind of individual on their website, and they speak through it. I know a friend of mine's a marketer, and he puts his dog in the uh, newsletter every month, and he speaks through his dog. And just that by itself has great – appeal, and, 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 and it's really a warm way to come across. But because we have created the synergy inside the way we make up the characters, we're able to literally, and, and like you said, somebody on a small budget could start small and start just putting their story out little by little, and they're going to naturally attract the people who are in line, who are mixed, colors are mixed to those characters. And over time, that group of people that connect are connecting at a much higher level. My wife reads a, a book, and I can't remember what it's called. Maybe I shouldn't say because I have no idea what's between the pages. But there is an entire, you know, there's a huge community that, of people that meet all over the world and have events all around this one novelist's book. And you're right. Exactly what happens is they all get attuned 
because they connect with one another, and we use these characters to create that connection. And once that connection is there, there is no breaking of that bond. There, there, and, the, and, and the character acts as kind of that uh, uh, go-between. So if that character were to leave this story and head over to another story, you, you, that character is going to carry his fan following with him. But you're right, the character mm-hmm. has his own story, and it's embedded also in the nature of the bigger story. And I probably subconsciously came to this because I have the same issue. I can post stuff all day long. I tend to, to be a closet person. I, I'm not like Mr. Social. I'm not, I'm not the guy in the social web that's making lots of noise. And then all of a sudden one day I'll, I'll say, you know, I don't know, I ate this or I did that or something weird, something I didn't even intend to put out there. And all of a sudden 45 people will like it. And I go, really? Okay, where you all been yeah. the rest of the time? <laughs> when I was falling off the cliff going, hey, anybody out there? <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we, you, you gotta you gotta understand what the what happens there. You gotta you gotta really dig into that and understand why they didn't respond at the cliffhanger, but they responded here because there really is a big story being told there. And I'm afraid that a lot of people blow it off like, well, I must have just posted it at the right time of day. Mistake, nope. mistake, big yep. giant red flags. Don't do that. Do not make that assumption. But that <laughs> that's part the of wrong thing to do. Really think deeply. That's hard yeah, to reverse yeah. engineer and figure out what it is, and I guess if you want to put it that way, that's what we've done just naturally. We don't even have to think about it because the colors are already there, the characters are already created around this structure that we've already proven attracts people to people. Um, well, yeah, you've you backtracked and deconstructed the, how life works. I mean, this this yeah. isn't necessarily something that you came up with in, in its entirety uh, because it's so ensconced in human nature and history and examples are are everywhere you know when you're talking about a character visiting somebody else's story anybody that needs proof of that that this actually works go watch the cw or any of those other uh, cable channels where the flash and arrow we kind of we're kind of into that stuff uh, those guys cross over into each other's shows they even cross networks networks that belong to two different corporations will even intertwine their characters and so far they haven't intertwined dc and marvel comics yet because there's such an incredible turf war historically between the two but i can't imagine that that day is too far off in the future that that's not going to happen because of the power of crossing over crossing streams you had to do it in ghostbusters you know to get a powerful enough stream to blow up the, the big marshmallow guy and you have to you have to do that as leverage to to the, to get into somebody else's story who has a big following already is putting yourself on a stage that's already built. Customers you won't have to go out and pay money to get. Customers you won't have to go out and social market your butt off to get one at a time. Customers that are already waiting on, right in front of the stage, waiting for the person to say, hey, James is a great guy. You've got to listen to him. Check him out. That's marketing that James doesn't have to do now. He just has to cross streams and take his character into somebody else's story, and that is leverage, man. That is leverage. And, and we had the better get of... James's links, Jack, because we have less than sixty <laughs> seconds left. Oh, poop. Oh. Okay, James, tell them where you want them to go. Four dstory dot com is pretty much where uh, businesses go. If you're interested in collaborating and being part of a four D story, you can now go to four dstory dot com forward slash collaborator. And it will give you three links 
the casting call link, uh, the registration link, and where to upload a character. And we're continuing daily to develop all of this and make it more available. And if anybody's interested in moving this along, it sounds like Jack and Gina are going to be awesome (laughs) to come up alongside of you and show you how to leverage this. But, yeah, whatever your budget is, we can start there and move it forward. Thanks for being on here, James. Thank you so much, James. You guys are amazing. Thank you very much. Supercharge me. Awesome, and we will be back same time, same place next week with another episode of Traffic Masters. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks, Jack. Bye-bye. Join us Tuesday at noon Eastern for the next episode of Traffic Masters, from traffic to conversion to business success.